Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do dig that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. A&D, and joining me are my two great co-hosts, not Deion Sanders for Primetime. What's up, y'all? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. And the man, the myth, the revolutionary, or the reality. Q-Flow, Flow, the rookie. What's going on, everybody? We are here. Yep, depending on what week we in, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's, it's a very slow yeah. week this week and everything. So, hope everybody out there is enjoying themselves. Uh, had a good weekend, everything like that. I know this is coming out, like I said, a little bit late. It's just been humid where, where we've been at, you know. But we're not going into the beach, though, so... I'm staying here and keeping myself well. Just got to find out at the Hey, look, I'm, so, I'm sorry down there in your state. You know, anybody know, they got to keep closing keep closing stuff every single day because nobody wants to say now. But they won't. I don't understand. I, I don't understand why Disney or Universal is not one. I don't know. They still open? Yeah. Opening, like, old like, name. Opening. Open like, knee. When do they plan on opening? I'm just curious. Like this week? <laughs> yo. I think they already are. The bomb shows. I've been getting I've been I've been yo, Universal's been blowing up my email. What? Come back. Come back Come now. Back. Yeah. We're open. Yes, we're open now. Come back. Yo. And I would love to go to City Walk, but I don't wanna oh, die. Yes. So, I, mean, I don't wanna die. Uh, uh, about exactly first it's like a petri dish in there. First of all, you got the highest, the highest spike is spiking, but yet they don't see that. Y'all, y'all are the new epicenter right now. To you, <sighs> y'all take look. We had I think back in April, Philly was the epicenter at one point, and it was like, oh man, yeah, we are just tossed that down to y'all because <laughs> Wolf said, get that crap out of here. So you know why? Because everybody, everybody getting infected and then traveling. Yeah. Nobody wants to stay their ass at home. Caleb Branson out swimming again. Like, your dumbass thing just gets sick twice. Well, right? oh, I mean, oh, oh, nah, oh. She, she's been, she's mean, been by herself, though. She's been by herself. Though. No, 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 no. Oh, stop I that. Stop, stop. I got I got to ask a question because that asked you further to wrestling. You mean to tell me homegirl got tested positive twice for COVID and she's back out swimming? She, she, she needs somebody to look thirsty for. Is that what you're telling me, Q-Flow? Uh, yes, it is, sir. Unless she has a, unless she has a pool at her house. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I just, you know what? Let's just pay the bills. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Look, <laughs> I, 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 I can say that. It ain't that I can really say that, yo, know, man. Look, look let's, just, let's just pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I, she's doing better. So, uh, look, um, make sure you guys uh, check out spacesphilly.com, uh, one of the great podcast sites here in Philly. Uh, make sure you guys check out the content they have on that Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show and both sides of the uh, Market Dark Show. Check out the Nerd Coaching content on there, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, the Nerd Gas and Talk Podcast, Turtables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, Drunk Thought, Sober Tongue, Ballers Lounge, and I'm letting y'all know right now that soon this summer will be the debut of our Man Talk Podcast. I forgot all about Man Talk. <laughs> you, oh, oh. Dang, way to push, I way to push the product, you. I'm about to say, he, he pushed that joint like, man, screw that shit. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I don't make the schedule. I just follow it. Yeah, so, it no, wasn't well, in the schedule. Well, we bring it, you know what I'm saying, because the pandemic came and it slowed down our production. But I was just on I'll Talk If You Listen podcast with my man Tim out there. So if you guys are listening, if you want, if you like that. Oh, uh, did that drop yet? Oh, he, he, he got the interview up on YouTube right now. Okay. Yeah, I did it. I did a YouTube. What's it called again for the people? Oh, uh, it's called I'll Talk If You Listen. It's a podcast done by our homie Tim. That he does it. He talks about all kinds of things up on there, you know, with the world and what's going on in your life and stuff like that. It's a very great podcast. And I was on there uh, talking about COVID because I had it. So I, I was on there. I got, uh, uh, we did that thing, uh, like a, a YouTube interview that we did on of, 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 of Facebook. And then. I'm going to be featured on the show again in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned for all that stuff. Exclusive stuff right there. And I and, and that's when I reveal that uh, Man Talk is back in production. All right. Yeah. So there's a lot of things, you know what I'm saying, I, I want to bring, you know, y'all on the show for and everything like that. But I just want to make sure I, I say it out here now on the, the wrestling podcast, stuff like that. And so you guys, but for, for all the other podcasts I, list, I just listed, Listen to us on all the podcast apps from Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, all that great stuff. Uh, also on YouTube Premium as well. But if you have Google Play, YouTube Premium should be available if you like to see your podcast on YouTube as well. Uh, make sure you check out the TheRealNerdCoalition.com. We get your Nerd Coalition merch, the uh, Shazam logo, the NC Shazam logo, the regular NC logo, the retro NC logo, and of course the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling logo on t-shirts or hoodies. I'm trying to, in talks right now, to get masks. Because we're going to be wearing masks for a while. Uh I want people to know that, okay? And Bill Nye just put up an awesome video explaining how these masks work, and I'm like, you know what? If you had given me that video back in March, I would have no problems. But, uh... Yeah, he's great. Uh, so... Uh, or try to get the business of that. Make sure you also check out my main man, Primetime's podcast, the Prime Nostalgia Podcast, where the man, you know, saying has special guests on there, talks about everything, you know, nostalgia, you know, say all the great things about that and everything. He just put up an episode a couple of days ago, right? That I seen up there. Yeah, we did a Back to the Future uh, 30th anniversary episode. So, oh, that, so you guys check awesome. that out. If yes, you had uh, Michael J. Fox on there, I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna walk no, out. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, man, you know, bro, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta talk off air, bro. Yeah, yeah, man, just uh, 
next our next next this week's episode coming up is gonna be about entanglement. No, I'm kidding. It's not. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, <laughs> I was about to, yo, man, you're not gonna talk about that. No, we, we, we decided not to talk about it. <laughs> okay, because I definitely talked my wife into talking about it. Oh, man. oh Lord. Go, man, look. Will and Jada over at table, I'm just saying. We, we, we weren't going to talk about it because of the memes were just crazy. Like, Yo. the memes are running wild. Memes and 50 Cent is they, they, they ran them to the ground. Like, hey, it's not even funny anymore. The first couple ones, the, the one the they, first, they yeah, 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 the first did you see? All right, did y'all real quick? I, I we still doing the Did y'all mm. see the one when they overlap the "Why He Don't Want Me" over the over that? <laughs> did y'all see that? I think I did see that. Oh, one. oh my god! I think I did That's, see that one, yo, man. And that that that, that was wrong. Like, I'm gonna do bad boys four without her. I'm gonna do I am legendary without her. I'm gonna do an album. Oh my god! Yeah. That that you know that's wrong. <laughs> that's so wrong. <laughs> That is so wrong. Well, yeah, I agree with you, though. They did kind of run them into the ground quick. They ran it into yeah. the ground, yo. The earth is riddled with entanglement, yo. <laughs> Watch somebody come up with a new album and it'd be the best-selling album of the year. It could be. It could be. Just as long as it ain't Jacquees. So, oh, yeah. hopefully we, we can get that on a, a Turntables episode. But uh, right now, we, we're here for wrestling and... Uh, Got a couple of uh, things to talk about, and the thing is, real quick, might as well get this out of the way now, because I was just on, I'll talk if you listen, talking about COVID, and it just revealed that a couple of athletes have got COVID, COVID, and from our wrestling world, Rusev has come out openly, this is not a secret or anything, that he is tested positive for COVID-19, and this is after... Yes, and then this is after uh, Lana's parents were put into the hospital for COVID-19. And you know who was on TV this week? Who? Lana. I missed her on TV this week. I really missed you know, her. So, for real. On, on Raw? I thought she came out with Natalia. They posted a picture together. But I'm just saying. For, for this for this podcast. Look, uh, saying it, like they should at least take her off of TV or something. like Because if her husband and her parents got it, I mean... She come she, to work. She, she don't have no reason to even be at work. Yeah. Yes. She would because first of all, there's look because she was uh kind of distressed at for at uh for prayers for her parents, and she was just like they don't even go out the house, and then Rusev got it. There's only one common denominator right here, and mm-hmm. I, I hate to say that, but the common denominator is you. She probably got uh, asymptomatic. Yeah, she probably asymptomatic is not experiencing any symptoms. But if she going to work at the performance center, and then she is coming home and gives you know and transfers her to her parents, and then of course Rusev is her husband. I would say, despite what's going on on screen, Rusev is her husband. So yeah, that is a that is definitely a the way he could probably get it. So on Twitter. He wrote, I tested positive for COVID-19. Thank you for all the support. I will be okay. Mero Day will continue. So, and then he had a YouTube video where he went, um, is uh, adding more details. He said, the weirdest thing, though, I feel great. I did lose my sense of smell and taste. And now, looking back at it, maybe I was a little tired for a couple of afternoons. Last Thursday, Lana confirmed her mother had tested positive for COVID-19. 
she's in ICU right now. So her parents, I don't know. Now, once again, uh, she is asthmatic and is on oxygen. Thank you for all the thoughts and prayers that Lana wrote. Now, I don't know. Uh, the, the, the closest update I have is on Sunday from uh, July 12th, which was yesterday. So that's pretty close. Uh, Lana gave a uh, thankful positive update on her mother's condition, saying she was out of the ICU. And uh, yeah, so she said her mom's doing much better. They've had her off the oxygen in the hospital for 24 hours, so that's incredible. And, oh, that's uh, good. That is that's real good because, like I said, when that thing hit, when you lose when you lose your your air, that shit that stuff is scary. Because like I said, that happened to me at the tail end of the disease. After the fever was gone, I thought I was cool. Then I couldn't breathe. And I was just like, what is the problem? So I, I, the, the, what came to me, I didn't go to the hospital. I, I They gave me an inhaler. I, like I said, I never used an inhaler before. So it was like, hey, that, you know, it helps a little bit, but it's still scary. Like, even laying down, I couldn't breathe, like I, losing the breath and everything. So for her to be off there for 24 hours is incredible. Now, she's not out the woods yet. Because it's the same like with my father. He's not out the woods yet, so... Uh, so you know, just keep her in your prayers and thoughts. But she's doing much better. Thank you, guys. So usually, when when they discharge you from the hospital, they say that you are doing okay enough to try to go heal at home. Now, if she's older, it's going to take her longer than fourteen days to heal uh-huh. than what anybody else did. Because, like I said, it took my father over a month because he, he's seventy. So it took him over. How is your dad? Huh? How is your dad? He's doing he's doing really good right now. I'm glad you asked. So he's doing right. he's doing really good. That's I appreciate good. that. Yeah, right, no problem. Yeah, yeah, don't know. He like I said, he's doing good. And like I said, it took it, it when you're older, you have those those problems that they're talking about. It affects. It takes you a, it takes you a lot longer, and everything like that. But yeah, like I said, he's back and starting to get his strength back and all that stuff like that. So uh, as of right now, so Lana from uh, confirmed on J- July 12th that. Everything so far seems to be doing good uh, with the parents. Like I said, not, not the woods just yet, but it, it's still it's still doing pretty good. Like I said, Rusev is probably gonna try to feel fine. So, you know, ho- hopefully we're getting better news about the people that have tested. Because if you think about it, we are in the the, the two week, three week mark from when people came out to the test positive. Kayla Braxton. That's why I was saying she back in the water. Uh-huh. I'd be scared to go back in the water. Uh, yeah, right. Renee Young seems to be doing good because she, she's done her quarantine. Because uh, right now, just coming Wednesday, fight for the fallen. Moxie's schedule, and I don't know if you know if he, you know, so far so good. So far, he's good. He's good. Actually, he's been doing quarantine for twenty one days. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. To be to be on the safe side. That so, was, huh? I feel like he's handled this. I feel like out of everybody, he's handled this. The like response like the most him and he's Roman. the world champion so he, he actually cares I guess you could say yeah 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 I, I would think him well I mean cause, cause I, I gotta put Roman in there Roman oh yeah Roman too yeah. hell yeah yeah cause it, I, don't care, I don't care what people say I'm like but yeah that, that that family does come first so yeah I think I think those people you know truly took it like yo I'm going to handle this. And not just let me handle it for me. Let me handle this for everybody else. 
Let me not be irresponsible and come to work sick. Let me not be irresponsible and I let nobody know I'm sick. And especially if I work for a company that I know I can't trust, which Roman was talking about, because they, they just started putting on masks like last week or two weeks ago. Then yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring that around because there's a guarantee I would have got that thing. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, he don't he don't need that thing at all. So it, it's good news that I'm hearing in, in Rusev and Lance Prince are getting better. Like shit, they're not out the woods just yet. But I'm saying, but it's always good to keep the eye on them and everything. But you know, there's that. I, one... I got a question real quick. Yeah, what's up? Uh, Stephanie McMahon put a post and said that her mother, her grandmother, who was 93, just passed away. Yeah. You mean Yo, to tell me both of her grandmothers? Live so in the her nineties. Yo, the McMahon family. They, well, they, they live. They live. Yeah, because Vince McMahon's mother was alive. Yeah, like they are too stubborn. When did McMahon's mom pass away? Like, yeah, so so you can meet both of her, both of her grandparents in the nineties, and just well, of course she passed away. But I'm saying, like, yeah. I thought. You know, when you when you see one that's a hundred, I thought the other one was probably gone or something. I did not know that both of them still in their nineties are still living. Yeah, that that is that's that man. That man that, that, that's why I that say blood, so. Man. Buckle up because Vince gonna be in this joke for another thirty. Vince said, "I'm I'm I'm gonna set the record for men because I because obviously the other ones, I'm sure they probably not at that age because you don't usually hear about them. You usually hear about the moms." Exactly, so, but yeah, no. Vince, Vince said he gonna set a record for the longest member of his family. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can, def, I can definitely see Vince Man doing some crap like that. It's and wrong, then once he passed that threshold, see. they gonna come out and say Vince Man has made history. It's been the longest living man. I think Vince try to go for the record. Vince will be the one that, go ahead. Vince will give himself a title for that. <laughs> he would. So I told the the Vince and Jay McMahon award like they tried to get Steph. <laughs> Yeah, because you'll say, COVID don't live in their house. <laughs> so, it, 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 it's a hoax, okay? So, uh, moving on. So, once again, we there's a number of superstars that we haven't seen on TV. And Charlotte is one of the ones that just recently left. And she came out straight up brutally honest about her time and why she had to leave the WWE. Because everybody knows she was sick, if she was injured, if she was just, you know, working too hard. I thought hard. she was pregnant. I'm not going to hold you. Oh, Lord. Yeah. With a dry this baby? Oh, man. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't I mean, that they be talk something? about wanting a baby. Yeah, you're right. But Charlotte is a flair, though. And you know what I'm saying? And I, I yeah. think... I think Charlotte yeah, they, went get, to, they went to later to start getting 30 exactly. kids. I, I think Charlotte won't have her baby until like she's like 40-something. Like, j- just to like... So like five years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, this, this is what uh, she wrote. Uh, she, she, she wrote it on Sunday. She wrote, she wrote a series of tweets explaining the real reason she would be taking a 10 time off. And this is, this is what she said, and I quote. She says, My air conditioner is broken, and we have a little free time. These tweets may be spaced out a bit, but we're going to talk t- uh, We're going to talk time off plastic surgery and boobs. The entire world having an opinion on the topic bothers me more than I care to let on, so we're going to discuss it. First of all, before we get into it, I respect that. And I know I she hot. I know she hot because that air conditioner broke. I'm like, whoo! 
Too high for that. Says <laughs> too high for that. Uh, she says, "I'm going to uh, save the history of my booze for a different bedtime story." So, picture it: Charlotte, North Carolina, two, 2018. A young queen, shortly after a career-defining WrestleMania victory, finds herself sicker than sick at her brother's house. A trip to the doctor tells us the likely corporate is silicone poisoning. And that my implant had been leaking for quite some time. It was one of the worst cases the doctor had seen. At the time, I had a few options to fix the issue. Each option had a uh, Pacific recovery time. I love this job more than anything, so I picked the option that allowed me to return the soonest. That was the choice I made. Fast forward to a few months ago, something fell off. So I went back to the doctor, same issue again. This time, I'm going with the option that I believe will solve the issue long time, even though the recovery period is a little longer than I would have liked. To clarify, I do not have silicone poisoning this time. The surgery is cosmetic to fix an issue uh, from a prior surgery. I'll be back when I'm ready. The body will be rested and the mind... The body will be rested and the mind still focused on legacy. Focus on this job. Focus on being better. Always being better. So I the, thought she was about to say her titties are still leaking. I was about to say, get the silicone oh, out. Oh. Like, <laughs> man. They really look comedy already. Like, they, to the point where they just. Uh, I, don't like, I don't like the. She went too far. What am I thinking? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm going to give Charlotte props for, because everybody been talking about it and making jokes about it, and she came out and said, okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to address it so everybody don't make up their own stories. And then, of course, the dirt sheets go out there and then they make up their own mind of why Charlotte mm-hmm. wants to be guy. Now, once again, we have seen Charlotte since WrestleMania Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. She was, you know, ran to the ground. And like I said, she, it, it, she had to get that extra time in before she left. But here's the thing, though, that wasn't her fault. That that's Vince. Look, that is Vince's fault, and because once again, his ratings are plummeting, and instead of you know he can have all with this draft, and he makes up with different excuses to have these different people on the draft because he feels as though they boost ratings. Because he keeps he keeps saying we don't have Brock, we don't have Roman. That ain't the problem. It's not. That's not the problem. Hey, taking away the Redskins' name and taking away Aunt your Mama is not going to stop police from killing people. That's not the problem. So if you don't focus on the problem, you're never you're not going to have a solution. So what they did, they burnt Charlotte out within a month. First of all, like I said, Ripley should never lost the title in the first place. But if they wanted Charlotte, you know why Charlotte won a title. Let's try to get NXT some ratings going up against AEW. Yes or no? They could say it wasn't, but that—that's what it was. It failed. It didn't move the needle. Apparently, I'm listening. I'm gonna say apparently Charlotte won the key of Sasha Banks because every time she been on that, they been winning. They—they they have been winning. I'm saying, but you know, like now, now for the past couple of weeks, you know, NXT has beaten AEW. But you know, if you look at the shows, they just booked better shows. If or they just book more entertaining stuff to do, they just keep, you know, what I'm saying just putting a superstar on there. But if you have Charlotte on there with nothing to do, that don't boost the rating. That does not make you want to see it again. 
if you do, if you don't have a reason why she's on there. So you burn her out. She had to lose the championship, and on top of that, it's like okay, Charlotte rarely, other than you know, say when she got surgery, took a rest. And like I said, from that surgery, she came back and you know sooner than I thought she was gonna come back. And like I said, I don't know was that to have silicone poisoning. I don't, I, you know, I never will. But I mean, I don't plan on find out. But when you had that, when you had that kind of stuff that's leaking into your body that's not supposed to be in there, you have got to be sick as a dog. And when I was watching Charlotte on, was it? I, I don't know if it was Total Divas or something like that. No, Table for Three. Because Charlotte looks like or sounds like a very subconscious girl. Because everywhere she goes, because of people like y'all. Calling her Ric Flair in a wig. Fair. <laughs> yes, you're right. She's a very so kind because mean, when, when Charlotte first came, when Charlotte first was in NXT, I'm like, there's no way to deny that that's Ric Flair's daughter. He can't even deny. It. Even back at WrestleMania 24, you know what I'm saying, when he finally retired, I'm like, you, when you look at Ric Flair's kids, you like, those are Ric Flair's kids. You know, he just got some strong genes. And you, and you, got, you got to think, Half these kids are from different women, and they still all look like him. That's some strong genes. Yeah, that's the that is the funny part. They you all look like they imagine did. trying to get trying to get like the best person possible to say maybe they look like that person. And yeah, they end up looking like you anyway. Exactly. Don't they say when your baby father ain't shit, the kid always comes out looking like him. Exactly. <laughs> and Rick Flair ain't shit. He, he, he said, "Whoever you're well, angry you at, thirty for thirty, he'll tell you that." He, oh, he, oh my God, he really was. So. Just like with her to me, she felt kind of self-conscious. Now, if you look at Charlotte in 2020 and look at her back in 2014, look at the difference. No, yeah, there's definitely a difference. Yeah, because she is, like, trying to be more, you know, like, she, she trying to bring more sex appeal to herself. Look, like, once again, I'm a fan of Charlotte. Every time I go to the live, I'm like, yo, respect the queen. So I'm always, you know what I'm saying, be, be on Charlotte's top because she's just a really good wrestler. But I can understand... You know, if people call you ugly or they call you Ric Flair's daughter or something like that, especially when it, when, it, when they look like Crip Keeper Ric Flair, like where he looking like now, you know what I'm saying? That could take a toll on her. So I, I would, I never judge Charlotte because if she wants bigger boobs, you know what I'm saying, or she wants to feel good about herself, they go ahead. She got the money to do it. She ain't like nobody else in Hollywood do it. So I'm like, like you know, why am I going? Yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it. The first time, it seemed like she left and came back, and it was like, like different. She, I don't know. I felt like she kind of like did like a like MJ thing. It just went too far with it. I mean, she, 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 she probably could because I mean, you could tell the difference in them. And I'm like, I'm like, because sometimes, but then on top of the way she wrestles, the things that she do, it's like I don't know if they can handle that kind of impact. Also. Because you gotta you can't think, be, you know, uh, chopping, getting chopped every every match. Yeah, she getting chopped. You know, Becky Lynch has no lift off her leg drop, so she just dropping right on her. You know, mm-hmm. especially when she doing last oh, man standing matches, or when she and then every time Charlotte's in the ring, Charlotte rarely has like a five minute match. When they use Charlotte, they use her for big time stuff. And you think about the matches she's had since WrestleMania eighteen, for even just for the past two years. Charlotte been doing like twenty plus minute matches on like daily basis. Like you can't do that three days a week. You can't go Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, and then Friday, and then tape again 
the for the following week. So that's like six times you're doing that, and you got no rest period in between that. So it can't be good on your body, especially if you got that stuff in your chest. That can't be good for that neither. So if she, so if she wants to be out to 2021, I'm like power to her because it's going. It, 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 it'll, it'll probably be a hassle, and then for actually coming out there and confirming because there are a lot of times when people have things and they don't confirm it they just let it go away or they don't address it but I'm like you know it's like hey this is her body she can do what the fuck she wants to do with her body and she has the right to take you know to take off because Vince works those those people like dogs he want, he, he he don't treat them like employees but yet he, he want them to act like employees which makes no sense well, that sounds like this. That sounds—it sounds like this. So then, when you work work them like a dog, and then also then you want to blame them because your ratings ain't spiking. Because despite what anybody cares, it ain't about ratings. Vince McMahon cares about them ratings. Because if Vince McMahon act like he don't care about them ratings, USA Network and Fox Network does care about them ratings. Okay, and then each week, like SmackDown was abysmal that past Friday. And then once again, NXT be like winning against AEW for the past couple Wednesdays. But guess what? They not high numbers. NXT and AEW are not even cracking a million viewers. Yeah, but that's that's hot for these days, I guess. And and also, to be honest with you, the pandemic's not helping either. Not at all. It's really really not helping either. When, When you're home and it's like, okay... I've watched wrestling already, but then when you got Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu and all this stuff releasing content faster than they ever did before, Netflix got 39 new things coming out in July. Why watch something that's bad? I barely watch... The only reason why I take the time to watch SmackDown on Fridays is because I do it for the channel. Because you like torture? No, cause, cause like I said, I, that's funny. But no, I, I do it for like I said, I'm passionate. This, this, this is my baby right here. This is my this is my project. So once again, if you know, there may be days that Q Flow is sick as a doll, but he'll go into the studio and drop some down if he wants to. That that that's that's his baby. Or you know, what I'm saying the War Drum is his project. That's his. He built that from the ground up. Great album still. And so he's 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 going to put all his stuff into that. And same thing with you, Proud Time. If you got a project that you've been working on that you're that you're proud of, you're going to put all of it in there. So, Nerd Coalition is a is a project of mine that I've been doing for five years, and I want to continue continue to grow. I, I got people. I got a, I got a great team around me. Not like I did in the beginning, but I have a great team around me now. But you got to throw that shot in there. Uh, you ain't know my team from back in the day, okay? I'm just, you ain't know the old team. That joint was rough back then, okay? That thing was rough back in the day, but uh, but now I have a strong team behind me. But I can't, you can't expect just because they're your teammates or just because you know they with you, you can't expect them to put the same amount of effort or love into something that like I can't make you watch SmackDown. I can't make you watch that because you'd be like, as you just said, what is it, torture? Because y'all don't have the same view of Nerd Coalition like I do. And I'm like, there are people out there who watch, the po- listen to the podcast or watch the, the, the uh, stuff and be like, look, I don't watch SmackDown, but I watch your review so I can catch up with what happened. So 
in my mind, I got to keep that coming. But that, but once again, SmackDown has been so bad for the past, you know, years, and especially with you know going to Fox, you thought it would get better, but it don't. It just gotten worse, and it's like to the point where I don't even watch SmackDown as a whole anymore. I go I go back to YouTube and catch catch the clips like that. I don't even watch like the whole two hour show on Friday because it's Friday. I'm most likely gaming on the weekends or and like, like this past weekend I was in the the Love Hour conference, so SmackDown was not a thing at all. So, you know, that's why. So it don't help us, you know. So Charlotte, take take your time, boo. The Queen will be back in twenty twenty one, and besides, she'll need to be there now anyway with all this you know pandemic stuff going on anyway. Her. Her dad. Her. Can y'all please stop bringing Ric Flair to these things? Can y'all please stop flying Ric like, Flair to Florida? Ric going to do what Ric Flair wants to do. It's just it's like it's like he's there like like that's his like that's his door to house or something. No, I'm just coming by. You know, I just stop by to say hey. Like, Flo, I want to believe you, right? I do want to believe you, but this is the problem with, with that statement. He's right in a program. No, it ain't about the program. You, okay, so here's the thing: when when superstars don't show up, they uh, don't get paid, according to some reports. Because they're like, "Hey, if you don't want to show up because you, you, you fear the pandemic, that's fine." But they're not getting paid. So, remember when Ric Flair said uh, he was trying to sue? What was that case he was trying to sue somebody for over a trademark? Because they used the the man. Yeah, he was trying to sue Becky Lynch. For using the man because he didn't want he didn't want to die and leave his wife broke, which shows me that Ric Flair is kind of low on his cash. Mm-hmm. So he kind of low on his cash. Ric Flair is like, I need to work, but I'm like, bro, you in your seventies, you don't even need to be there. There should be a there, there really should be a thing where if superstars do, don't want to work. You know, Russell don't want to work. They should still be able to get some kind of payment. I mean, like, you got jobs out here now that unemployment is a thing. I mean, I don't know if Tony Codd is still uh, is still paying his people at AEW. But I'm just saying, but... I'm sure he has enough money to do that. I mean, he probably does. I'm saying, but WWE... So does Vince. So Not does Vince. Not in his eyes. Say what? Not in his eyes, he don't. Vince is just still bitter. He lost at XFL again, <laughs> so that's not my fault. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you really need to stop bringing Ric Flair. I mean, you can make the same argument to stop bringing Jake Roberts to AEW shows and stop bringing Tully Blanchard to these AEW shows. You can't make that argument, but but they Tully Blanchard still going. Test. His daughter don't work there no more. But they actually test. Yeah, they do. I mean, WWE tested now. WWE wasn't tested at all. AEW was tested from the beginning. They were. That's what. That's when they. That's when they. I will give them. They. They were testing from the beginning. So I can't even. I can't even get a uh, mad at that. All right. So uh, yeah, uh, what you call it? Even at his house because I uh, locked out DDP because he uh he had to quarantine for fourteen days or even going to his own house. So yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, moving on from that, uh, there has been uh, a story here I read from Wrestling Edge about eight, huh? I was gonna use a term, but we're not on that subject yet. My bad. Keep uh, going. 
AJ addresses the rumors about him being bullied by Paul Heyman. There was a little falling out because Paul Heyman was at that head director of Raw a couple months ago, and AJ left and came to SmackDown abruptly. Now, don't get me wrong, I like AJ on, uh, you know, the house that AJ Styles built, but I was just like, oh, yeah. that was just out of uh, nowhere. So so AJ uh, came on this show and he came out and he, this is what he had to say. There were some rumors going around that AJ Styles oh, left. I'm just gonna do the accent. My bad. No, I can't do the, I can't do the whole Southern twang. AJ kind of like how Luke Gallows do, and I'm like after that first line, it sounded annoying. So I'm not gonna do that. I appreciate the commitment though, but no, there were some rumors going around that AJ Styles left Raw. To go to SmackDown because he was being bullied. Now that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. You know what I'm saying? You gotta say it is when you say something like that. <clears throat> I mean, I'm a grown man. If there was some some bullying going on that upset me enough to leave Raw and go to SmackDown, I would have handled it. And whether I got my tail beat or not, I still handle it. <laughs> I'm a grown man. You might be like Scrappy Doo. You know what I'm saying? So I'll just throw that out there. When it came to the rumor about Paul Heyman and me, and me being upset with him because he didn't take up for Gallows and Anderson before they got released, that's not who what it was at all. Not even close. I'll give you a snippet of uh, of what me Gallows and Anderson already know. He's a liar. By the way, th- he's a liar. That that, that he's a liar. <laughs> that, that, first of all, that's some true shit anyway because we all know Paul Heyman is a liar. Now you know. I'm sure you heard that before. If you go back to ECW days, I'm sure you you'll hear that he's a bold faced liar. So that's my take on that. I will let Gals and Anderson cover it because on July 18th, they are free to say whatever they want to say. So you already know a Talkers Jericho podcast is coming. No, they got their own talking shop. Oh, that's right. They do got their own. So he says that they're going to cover it on uh, July 18th when, they, when they're when they're free to say whatever they're going to say. So I I believe I can't wait to hear what Giles Anderson is going to say about what's been going on backstage and stuff like that. So I'm curious. I'm curious about that. I don't, I don't know if y'all ever heard their podcast before they got to WWE, but it was it was it was reckless. They they talked so bad about them that they talked so bad about. Them. <laughs> That when they when they got it, they had to delete all their podcasts from every platform because it's that bad. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they definitely give you know. Uh, I, is that the one where he did the whole um, Howard Fickle impression? Yeah, I, yo, yeah. I love that. Yo, first of all, Q Flow, I don't know if you ever heard it, but Luke Gallows <laughs> is good at doing impressions. Yeah, and he does a spot on. Howard Finkel impression to the point where if I played it for you, you would never know it was not Harold Finkel. Watch out! Oh, that's Johnny. Yeah, like, <laughs> and he got a good Stone Cold too. He got no. He's good at that one. He's got a Stone Cold. He's he's good at the AJ impression. Yeah. And there's one. and then what, what, what's the other one he does? Was it Paul Bearer? Is yeah. it? It might be. Because it's a high pitch, yeah, maybe. I'm saying because he 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 like like I, uh, or uh, who else talk high? Is it Arn Anderson? I'm not sure. I'm not maybe sure Paul who, but I'm just saying right now, Q Flow. If, if the, the man can do his own comedy show if he wants to, he's very he is that yeah, talented right. in doing the impressions and doing every. I always every now and then when I'm down or having a rough day, I'll go and play the Howard Finkel impression. 
And I'm like, that is so spot on. It's scary. It's like freakishly scary of how it is. Uh, so yeah, so you know, afterward, I, I think I may play it for you because I'm saying he's it's, it's really good. Those, those oh. two are honestly like one, two most entertaining people. I thought is they did like three or four talking Jerichos, and every one of them was the my favorite almost talking Jericho episodes, and they was on Stone Cold Show. Just them together, I guess they chemistry of how they can make other people laugh. And the stories that they have is crazy. So, yeah. Uh huh. You know, it, it, it really, it, it said, I heard him talk as Jericho doing the impression also. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was on the, by, by drunk, by, <laughs> yeah, right, I'll tell you later, yeah. Yeah, so, you yeah, know, yeah, so it, it, was, it was really good, but yeah, so, I, I just brought it up, so AJ trying to sit there and clear the air, I, I, I know Paul Heyman, well, I don't know him, but I, I just know that he... Could, is definitely gonna, is definitely a lie. Everybody has come out and said to say they even Bully Ray said that this man is like a spellbinder. Okay, you know, so he can just get you to do kind of what, what he wanted to do, but you knew damn well that he didn't have anything under control. Kind of like in ECW when that thing was falling apart. And Paul Heyman, why uh, stop the practices today? That's why he keeps doing that whole it's a spoiler thing because it's like you, you, is he lying? Is he not lying? You, you gotta, you gotta find the Paul Heyman clues and see if he's lying, stuff like that. But uh, I mean, I liked AJ on Raw. I mean, I don't mind him back on SmackDown, but it don't help nothing. <laughs> it once again, it don't help nothing. It, it, it ain't helping raise or nothing like that. I just brought that up to uh, you know, to, to talk about the, the stuff that he, him being bullied because I was like, there were also things about you know people didn't like his political views and stuff like that, and then. Uh, they kicked him off for all stuff like that. I mean, like, first of all, ha- three quarters of WWE is a conservative anyway. <laughs> so, no, that, that's true because I, uh, they, they, Jim Cornette was talking about this on uh, his podcast when they, they, he was talking about the whole quotation CM Punk and AJ Styles beef. He said, okay. Oh, no, he, huh, I'm pretty sure you heard already, Prime Time. Uh, I probably did, probably did. Well, so he, he's, like, he's like, no, man, I ain't worried. AJ's not no racist, but he's damn sure he's a conservative. I hate him because he's a Republican. Because, <laughs> you, you know what, he don't hate AJ Styles, obviously, but he's a, AJ has, he said, you know, his family are poisoned his mind. You know what I'm saying, uh, with, with all that stuff. He like, does not like Obama. I know that. Would you say what? He does not like Obama. Oh, yeah, I mean, he came out and said that he was out. I, I don't know how guys stands Phil, but yeah, I said yeah, he didn't like that. Because he, once again, he's like a diehard Republican, like straight up, like... I, Conservative yeah. dude, so you know the, he has all the conser- conservative things, and he has, you know, in a couple interviews and a couple things have has real had problems with you know homophobia. So you know, he's a he's a he's a Christian man, <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's freaking stupid for you to bring that up. Yeah, it's a, he's a, he's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a hit, man. Look, hey. We'll power to something like that, but uh, that's uh, what they're going on with AJ Styles thing going on. And then uh, also, have you guys checked out the Extreme Rules posters that, that, that they came out? I've yeah, seen one. Yeah, it kind of it looked it look, it look alright, but it uh, looked fine to me. Because yeah, uh, everybody kept talking about yo. Did you see the? I was seeing stuff online. Like, have you seen the Extreme Rules posters and stuff like that? And I was like, no. I'm just like, is this 
supposed to be something special, and they showed like they're like in kind of like a little bit of a horror theme or something like that. I was just like, oh, minus the whole ugly purple. This thing is, kind of, you know, say this thing. This thing is kind of cool. Like the whole of uh, the one they got for like Rey Mysterio eye for an eye is pretty dope. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull up the ones uh, that they uh, uh, there's I think there's a Seth Rollins one also that they yeah the, the Rey Mysterio. I was like, it kind of reminds me of like your know, certain horror movies, and they have one for uh, Drew McIntyre and um, Dolph Ziggler. Which, look, which looks pretty cool. I don't know what I don't know what the simulation is going to be. We'll talk about that on the prediction stuff like that. So I was like, I'm curious to see what more the posters kind of look like, though. But I, I had to bring it up because first of all, other than it being called Extreme Rules or Har- the Harvest Show at Extreme Rules is terrible. It's the that whole. I mean, that, I'm not even looking forward to this pay to be honest with you. I'm going. I'm like you know. I'm going to. I'm going to see because the pay per view's been ending early. I'm curious about that swamp fight. Like the look, the swamp fight. Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler. Huh? What's the point of the swamp fight? Because I could have sworn they said it was not for the championship. You know what? Hey, boy, wait, who's fighting in a swamp? Bray Wyatt, <laughs> Braun and Bray. <laughs> Braun and Bray. Oh lord! That's the only way they can give Bray Wyatt his his win back without giving him the championship so quick. So if it's not for the title, it's just basically for Bray Wyatt to beat Braun, and then so he doesn't take his title, and then when they, they're ready for the Fiend to uh, get the championship, they'll give it to him so they can feed the Fiend to Roman Reigns when he comes back. That's the plan. So they really brought back the old Bray Wyatt just for this time. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm going to I'm I'm hashtag give it a chance to see okay. how it is. You know what? All right, Q. I got a question. Yeah. How do you think? First of all, what do you think about this I for now match? Just real oh, quick. Oh god! Since, since we're on this topic, that's going to be that's going to be silly. What is the how how is this match being conducted? Like it, they say it up. ends when you have to take your opponent's eye out. Nobody's getting their eye taken out. Exactly. Now, so how do they, so so how do they do it? So there was uh, some people from backstage. That put some things out that they. <laughs> this is so stupid. They are playing to do like a cinematic CGI effect of somebody losing their Oh eye. my god. Oh my dead god. Ser- dead serious. That's what it was. Se- because this is supposed this to be. Later match? This is supposed to be the quotation horror show, which by the way, ain't but one horror kind of theme match I guess the swamp fight on there and everything else is an extreme rules different kind of matchup but I'm like so the eye for an eye is supposed to be their, their horror gimmick so I'm just like okay so it's really supposed to be when and when somebody pulls somebody else's eye out so what's either going to happen is Ray Mysterio is going to get his eye put back onto the steel so he's going to squish it all the way in and so like, it's like kind of like squish his head in kind of like you know uh, undercover brother or <laughs> They're going to have Rey Mysterio literally rip out Seth Rollins' eye to write him off TV so he can go be with his pregnant wife. One uh, or the other. Rey Mysterio has a mask on. Why not just get a uh, one of those fake eyes that they do in the movies and have him get hit or something and just have that thing fall out? Nah, but now that, you, now, that you, now that you bring it up, though, Seth doesn't need to be... like He has a baby on the way. Yeah. He doesn't need to be in, in these arenas anyway. 
And now that's a very good point. Yeah, I'm saying so yeah. now since he had right now Becky gave the the news after Money in the Bank, which Money in the Bank was in May, right? Now, like I said, me having two kids, it goes like this. Women don't tell nobody about they're pregnant until after the first trimester because after the first trimester is when, uh, the first trimester is when you most likely you can lose the baby. You can you, you can move wrong and start bleeding in the ba- you can lose the baby. So after the first trimester, it's like okay, now uh did, there's a safe haven here. I can't tell you about I had the baby. So when Becky told them that, she most likely was either entering the second trimester or she or was already there. Or she was already there. So then now you gotta think. It's May, June, July. Each trimester lasts for three months. So now we're going into August. She about to be in third trimester. Third trimester is when I need my husband, my baby daddy, or somebody there. Because there's the there's the little Moz classes there. Her, her stomach gets bigger. She get, gains more weight. She, she needs people to go out there and get her food. And she's pregnant. She can't go out there during this pandemic pregnant. Somebody got somebody got to take care of her. That's where her husband, her fiance, her husband comes in, which is Seth Rollins. So the way I'm thinking of it is, if, if you're going to do a stipulation this ridiculous, which it is ridiculous. I'm not. I'm not sitting there saying it's not going to be ridiculous. I'm just saying when you got a situation that's going to be this damn ridiculous, you already know. Like, okay, this could be a way to write Seth Rollins off television. Because he has to go and be, and then on top of that, he's working in this petri dish that is known as Florida. So he, he, he you never know. Everybody can be getting sick back and forth. You recognize a lot of people we haven't seen uh, certain names for the past couple of weeks. Like where the street prophet at? You know what I'm saying? Or where are? Oh, when did I have a baby? That's why. Oh yeah, Angel. That's right, Angel. They just yeah, have a baby. Yeah, Dawkins had a baby. And then also on top of that, uh, you know, certain people have been gone, so it's like, okay, who knows what, what somebody could catch it? And you, and Seth don't want to catch that. They got to quarantine and not see his wife, and then or his fiance, uh, and then come back, and then you know, uh, mess up, hurt, hurting the baby, because right now when when they pray and everything like that, they are very sensitive to everything. I'm going to just, you know, so I'm just like, I remember I didn't want to get my wife sick at all because, you know, see, that, that can affect the baby a lot. And once, you know, so that, that that's the only thing I could probably see. There's no point of having Mysterio, you know, lose the matchup. But there was, if it's a regular matchup, you know that if Mysterio wins, Seth Rollins got to come back out and let's face Dominic and blah, 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 SummerSlam. Like, no, we don't need all that. Rip, rip his eye out and call it. That's what the point of thing is. I'm gonna rip this guy's eye out to the point it's gonna look stupid. But hey, or if they got a cinematic element where they can make it look kind of real, then I because you, you got to give WWE credit on that because WWE is good at cinematic stuff. They are really good at yeah, cinematic well, stuff. They, they yeah. are. They I think they started out good. Now they kind of just get lazy with it because that Adam Cole and double team match wasn't, wasn't doing it for me. Okay, well, first of all, the environment wasn't doing it, period. So, you know what I'm saying? That didn't help. And then, for some reason, the guys in NXT do all these quick camera cuts. Like I said, I, I don't understand what the whole thing of the camera cuts is. Like, once again, I did like the whole Ciampa 
and uh, Gorgano uh, fight it did. And also, the cinematic just don't last with like Cole and Dream because once again, it was in a parking lot, stuff like that. So the environment could have played a part in that. But look at all the carrying cross vignettes they do. That that'd be some creepy stuff on there, and I'm like, they are well great in that department. So it's like you can put a horror element to it, and you can edit it any kind of way you like it to make it look like Seth Rollins like really lost his eye. You know what I'm saying? And then because you you're not in front of a crowd, so you ain't got to have no stupid dangly thing, and with all this all this blood stuff come out your eye, you like we clearly see that ain't your eye. Yeah, you're right. We could just put a man in the DDT and get right under, right under his elbow. It, it, see what he looked like. It, exactly. Kind of like how the old school movies were. Like when, when when they get shot in the face, you need to close their eyes. You just see the red cover it up. They're like, yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> I mean, they are better than that. Is, is it is it silly? Obviously, because you already know you pull a man's eye out, you're almost killing him. So you know, but it, it's it's wrestling. What else is there to do? <laughs> that's basically what it is. So that's why I'm not. Yeah, I'm, not, right. I'm not. I'm not too mad at it, and like I said, it's, it's only it's only just to get Seth Rollins back home. So I was just looking at how creative they kind of did the posters on it. So you know, I just don't like it's called the horror show, you know. But I, yeah. I'll say I just like how they did they did the posters and everything. So I just I, you know I just figured I just you know uh, bring that back up. Uh, let, huh? I just wanted to say a story real quick. Where sure. I can wait till after. No, no, you go ahead and say it now. Oh, so so New Japan uh, had a show over the weekend, which they brought fans back for the first time. Because of course, in in uh in Japan, they handled they, the COVID pretty yes. They well. did all they all they could, and now they have fans in full attendance, like packed, mask on, everything. Uh-huh. Uh And I don't know, you, they got you know a lot of they got different groups and all, and. uh I don't know if you know who Naito is. Naito is the double champ, heavyweight <clears throat> champ, and a continental champ. Is it a part of this group? His right hand man, his uh, second in command, they want to do the day signature fist bump. And when he went up, he put the two sweet up. And then, of course, turned it on him, joined the Bullet Club. Who and joined the Bullet Club? <laughs> now, he beat Naito the second night. Oh. And he is on top of the world. He is the double champ. And if 2020 hasn't told us anything, they put a man named Evil on the top of the rail in 2020. <laughs> oh, wow. Evil has taken over. Yes, he has. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he, he was uh, usually a tag team guy, but they, they put him in the main event, put him in the bull cup. Now he's a double champ. He's on top of the rail. He's taken over. So, Luchapan wants everybody to know that evil has taken over. That's what I got from that, that show. Mm. I just wanted to say that little piece. Little tidbit. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, that's pretty cool though. And also, just real quick, they they give a rule to their fans. Of, uh, it's weird, but they they don't they they didn't say anything. It's weird. They <laughs> were there. They were in attendance. They were clapping, but they didn't like chant. They didn't like react. They kind of like it's like it it's like they told them before the show to keep their mouth closed, and don't talk. Or you something. Know, but to be fair though, in New Japan though, 
That's just been their culture, though. Like, yeah, but I'm their matches build it up. They, they start out slow, start uh-huh. quiet, and then close to the end, they go, ah, ah, all that. I mean, this is it's like this. It's like they was like holding their mouth shut to like even say anything. You know what? You probably right on now because they got look. Let's be real. They got more discipline over there. You know what I'm saying? So they, that's why they were able to put a better handle on this COVID stuff than we are. You yeah, know they actually follow the rules and do yeah. what they told. So. They ain't dealing with no child either. So I'm saying so. You know, uh, they handle it so. Then of course you know Vince won't get wind of this about there's crowds in Japan. Yeah, they not they are not letting you over there, Vince, at all. Okay, and then so Vince is going to try to do what he's doing now, try to force the crowd. So, well, I mean that is good. I'm glad they start having some fans back in attendance and they had the face mask on. Did they like have a, a social distance thing going on, or they just uh had them all packed in there? No, nah, everybody, no, nah, everybody's packed. It's regular. Regular, like nothing happened. They just got face masks on, and they wow. got like wow. I guess sanitizer stations and stuff. Uh huh. So I'm assuming that they just say all the all the cases are done, and we follow the rules. Then we're good. Well, yeah, until they can find you know, until they can you know get something like a vaccine or something like that. But I mean, right now, if they if they follow the rules, and then they, if you follow the rules, you can make the virus weaker because they ain't got ain't got no host. You know what I'm saying? What was that? Um. That villain in Superman Q, I forgot what it was, what the name was, but it just like you know, it sucked up everything, and it was, it was like a big like slime thing. It kept like sucking up everything, and it kept getting all the energy. I forgot what it's a Superman thing. Uh, it's a Superman. Why slime under me? I don't. I know it was in DC. I forgot what it was called. Begin. I think it began with a P or something like that. I. I I can't. Think. I don't remember. It's, it's going to come to me, but that thing It'll, kept yeah. it kept sucking up everything to the point where they, they had to find a way to you know take away the host of it so it could stop building energy. That's the same thing that's going on with this virus. So if you keep spreading it, and you keep going out there and getting it, it's going to keep getting keep getting stronger. So I hope by next year we can be on that level. I would love to see people in Hollywood for WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I would like because I I don't. Even though I'm getting used to her show, I can't. I don't want to go through another crowd at WrestleMania. That hurt me this either. year. That hurt this year. And there was some. Hey, sh- I, I know. It hurt when Stone Cold came out and it was just. Oh, I had Byron Saxon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> so uh, going on to the next biggest show, which is going to hurt again because. Now, Vince could get what he wanted because SummerSlam is going to take place from the Performance Center, not Good. on Hulk Hogan's Beach, brother. Good. And it's not going to take he place. Probably on... wanted, he probably wanted to promote himself the whole time. That's why they didn't want to do it. Yeah. And on top of that, it's not going to take place at the beach at all. Now, don't get me wrong. I would have had loved SummerSlam to take place during the beach. But now. Or outside, period. Yeah, outside. They yeah. can't go to the back. They can't go back to the back lot of uh, the Performance Center. No, you know the back lot. You know, I don't want to see all. Why? Because you can have a SummerSlam with, with with streets and trucks and stuff like that. You gotta have a theme. They can put you know? like a. They can put a. They can put a thing. I'm talking about like the natural light. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I agree. 
I would like to see a SummerSlam thing with the natural light. First of all, I like the beach idea, but then we see that people just won't stop going. So no matter which beach WWE goes to, it's littered with Corona all in the sand. <laughs> so I'm just like, so, well, can't do that now. And probably in the water, so they can't do that. So uh, you, you got to have it at the performance center. I'm like, God, I did not want SummerSlam to be at the performance center, to be honest with you. But, I mean... Screw it! I, I I get why they gotta do it, but the reason why I brought that up is because they are they're considering having Evolution two after SummerSlam this year. It took long enough. Say what? It took long enough. It took way long enough. Yeah, because the, the last Evolution pay per view was in 2018. I'm like, it's how 20- I understand how one of your most successful shows. Yes. And you just don't even pay. You just don't even. Want it no more? That's because no, he's probably in his feelings. It, it, it was a it was it was a very successful show. They did they they, they made it uh you know a lot of money off of that stuff, and then they said they were now they're looking into uh doing it again after SummerSlam, but not considering holding it as a one night event. They're thinking about See, trying. That's to, where you go. That's that's where you mess up. In. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. I'm like, it don't need to be. Uh, anything big because they're they're actually pondering. Peep this: they're pondering a possibility of making Evolution two the second night of SummerSlam. I don't know. I, I, that's I'm not gonna hold you. I mean, that's first of all, some women are gonna get tired because they're gonna be working doubles. Secondly, yeah. that's too much wrestling for me, man. Unless. Yeah. That, that is that's just too much wrestling for me. Like, well, I mean, if, like when it, I'm listening because evolution, evolution, they're not going to give them the NXT treatment. They're going to give this a full show, couple hours, couple matches, and then we got. I'm gonna slam the next day. That's too many. Well, let's do it like this. Recently, since let's go by 2020 alone, even before the pandemic started in January. I mean, in, in March. In January, WWE rarely held over three-hour shows this year. To be fair, then when WrestleMania That's came, true. when WrestleMania came, night one was like three hours. Then night two was like three hours. So, to, or in so, it, it, uh, in that aspect, it was about a six-hour show split up compared to. What we've been getting, where we come over to my house for a party, we come over to your house for a party, and it, we, we be dealing with like a six, seven hour SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, or uh, WrestleMania, to the point where it was like, that's just too much, especially for one day. Now, most pay-per-views after WrestleMania have only been two and a half, close to three hours. Like, uh, last month's pay-per-view, which was um, we in July, so June... Uh, Backlash, Backlash was two and a half hours like an NXT show. Before that, it was Money in the Bank. Man, Money in the Bank was only like two hours and twenty five minutes, and we was all like, "Wait a minute, it's over." Yeah, it just ended yeah. like that. So because they because they figured out nobody don't really care until everything get back. Exactly. So especially so, and on top of that, it's hard to have a four hour show. First of all, it's part of a three-hour show. That's not a pay-per-view, but it's hard to have a four-hour show where there's no audience. There's just certain things you just can't do. Exactly. So, 
nobody is going to want to be tuned in. I don't care if it's on the network. I don't care if it's free. I don't care if I already got paid $9.99 for it. It doesn't matter. Nobody was going to want to sit there and for one whole night watch a SummerSlam from 7 to 11 or even 12 at night because it's, it's their big, on their biggest shows where there's no crowd there. So you, you got to break it up a little bit. So what I'm thinking is they have SummerSlam night one. And then you do like all your SummerSlam matches from all SmackDown, but you don't put no women's matches on there. There's going to be no Bailey. There's going to be no Sasha. There's not going to be no women's tag team titles. All the women you wait for night two when they do Evolution. I don't. I don't even like that. Now, now, I just want now, 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 me personally, I agree with Primetime on the thing where it needs to be its own thing. You don't need to combine it. With SummerSlam, because SummerSlam obviously that's that's combating what you're saying in anyways. Oh well, yeah, exactly. You're gonna say they're important, but then you're gonna put them with another show instead of making them be standoff alone. First of all, in my personal opinion, SummerSlam should be. How about y'all cut the shit and instead of worry about a two night event with? I mean, SummerSlam is gonna be two nights anyway because it's SummerSlam. If we're if the if they had shut the pandemic down during the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble would have been two nights. So SummerSlam is going to be two nights. But how about this? Can the Hall of Famers get some love? Because yo, seriously, definitely Batista and the NWO, and even though in the Bellas, and then you know JBL and Bruce B, all them all them Hall of Famers they got in the Hall of Fame. They never had a Hall of Fame ceremony. Never. So. They're just like, they want to do it virtually because I don't think the Peloton is coming out anytime soon. Well, yeah, because well, they're pregnant, so exactly, they're both pregnant. And I'm like, so Vince said, well, we can't have it during WrestleMania, so we're going to have it in Boston in SummerSlam. I'm just like, you're arrogant to just think that after a couple of months, everything's just going to open back up and people are just going to just run back to the stadium. That's not how it's, that's how it's supposed to work. Well. To his credit, they opened up Disney World. I think it was Pat the, the same day they opened up. So, was that smart? No. <laughs> okay. And is that why? Where is Disney World located? See, that's what Vince is thinking. It, no, no, no. I'm saying, but he, if you, if you're looking at it, if if you open up Disney World and then it's packed, right? In Florida, y'all are the epicenter right now. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, because of dumb shit like that. So Vince probably think and then when, when Vince and the mayor said we not we not bringing SummerSlam to Boston. We we don't need WWE like you think we do. So do it somewhere else. So fine. He stuck doing it at the performance center again. And I'm like, it's gonna be too nice, but I'm like, but y'all worried about evolution and pandering because all this shit is pandering. Alright, because you mean to tell me y'all didn't want to have one last year, but all of a sudden, hashtag speaking out is a thing, and now we got to do another woman's show? I'm just, I mean, don't that sound a little weird to y'all? Coincidentally. Yeah, coincidence, right? It's like, okay, we all speaking out. We talk about how bad these men are, and then we speaking out, and then we going to, you know what? Evolution was in talk since last year. Stop lying. It wasn't. Oh, you mean... You mean just like how how NXT has been doing this three week pay per view for months now? Oh, bruh. Who, who you t- first of all, Great American Bash started before Fighter Fest. Are you serious? That's what that's what competition does. 
that's what it does. That's what it brings out. And I understand that. And I mean, that's what I like about wrestling, about competition. But I'm like, the Hall of Famers never got no love. You can really just set up a Hall of Fame ceremony in a performance center. Give these guys their rings. Now, once again, you know, you can make the argument that a Hall of Fame, there's no building, whatever the case is. But they, they get to come out, tell their stories, and you give them the rings. Honestly, this let's be real. Would that be a selling point for SummerSlam weekend? For some people, it was. Some people they don't want to hear people talk. I agree with you, but like when it comes to WrestleMania weekend, I love seeing the Hall of Fame ceremony because I like hearing the stories. I like seeing you know. Okay, I I did until Hillbilly Jim. Okay, cancel him. But I'm just saying, Hillbilly Jim took long, and uh, because I was uh, there with uh, Bell Phoenix that hers, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but it's like, but you, I mean, of course, every Hall of Fame you got your gems. Like Mark Henry was great. His went long though. But Mark Henry didn't feel long to me. I'm saying his wasn't long. Like some people going for like 30, 40, 50 yeah, minutes. Now, like, no, I went for, now. now Mark Henry went for about twenty minutes. That's yeah, long in speech not, time. That's not long. That's good. That's a good time. But I'm talking about like the, the uh, Mr. T's, uh, and my the mama. And uh, Val Phoenix and all them was like, all right, come on, we got to get this on the road. I mean, I, I I do agree with you on that. One. I'm, I'm just saying it because I feel like this year JBL will be the one to have that long speech for Oh yeah, because my best friend Ron Texas. Simmons. <laughs> I grew up in Texas and I was a football player, and you know a lot of people hated me in the locker room. And, you know, know so, like, JBL be the kind of guy that would like say something that you like. I knew he was gonna say that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I'm just, and it's like, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying, talking about something. I've been, I, I've been going, helping out kids in Africa, showing them how not to be bullies. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, God, see, see, you're oh, going there. Yeah, being character. I helped y'all make sure nobody crosses this here border. <laughs> Ooh, bad time to be in character. <laughs> bad time to be in character. I'm just saying so that. Very bad time. Yeah. That would be. I think that right there would be the whole thing better than doing an evolution in a SummerSlam at like a night one, night two thing. Let SummerSlam be its own thing because it's SummerSlam. And then just the next week, you can have evolution. It it won't hurt or turn Raw into evolution. I, I, I don't even think they should do that. I was like, yeah, but but I think yeah. evolution deserves something to be built from. I agree, I do agree. Like you can't just have SummerSlam be one week and the evolution next week because you don't got no build. You're right. Unless y'all ain't gonna have no women on SummerSlam, then that makes sense. But so, but I, I just as of right now, there's no official announcement yet at all. So. I don't know if they still going to plan on doing it. I think they should do it. But once again, they don't have a lot of stars that's available right now. And you don't know who is going to be available at that time. Well, I know somebody who's not going to be at the next time. You talking about Ronda? <laughs> nah, I'm talking about The Stitch. Who's that? Sonny. Tammy Stitch. You know, we, we, yeah, we're not bringing her up on this podcast right now. <laughs> I'm not bring, I'm not bringing up Sunny on this podcast because that's what she wants me to do. Every she every day she she wants to get known. She will not be brought up on here. To get, okay, just 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 one question. Sure. What's the limit 
Oh, times you can get arrested without like staying there for good. I could have sworn she's over that limit. Uh, I think she has a privilege in her favor. Ah, uh, because I swore it's like <laughs> over seventeen. It's like over seventeen. Uh, I I don't know because well, like I said I didn't read up on it because when Qflow texted me, I was just like, yeah, damn, she got her wish. <laughs> she she got her wish. You may think like, what you what you mean? She's in the news. <laughs> That's what she 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 is. I don't know what the word is, but she just got to be known. She would do outlandish stuff just so, so people don't forget about her. I'm like, Sunday is over. Keep your, you know, your racist ass and, and all the other shit that you be doing over there. She, you're a problem. You are, you are a problem. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I hope we get evolution, but I mean, if we don't, you know, it is. I mean, it I is. Wish, cause they got so many other people too, like the NXT roster. Yeah, you're right. Uh, well, now, uh, me and Primetime, or I should say, Black Snow, is about to oh, give you guys about to give you guys the Wednesday Night War. So then I'm about to play the Wednesday Night. Now we now we did something new this time. We did the Wednesday Night War already. So if you guys seen, seen on YouTube already, and you guys can skip past uh, about thirty minutes, and then. You know, uh, come back and we're going to we're going to end the show. But we're about to play the Wednesday Night War with me and Black Snow. Welcome back to the Wednesday Night War. And now you, I hope you guys enjoy it because I'm gonna try to do the Wednesday Night War earlier after the Wednesday Night War happens. And it's now uh, Mustaine and you know not Deion Sanders with prime time. What's going on, everybody? It's me, the P.R.I.M.E. Coming back at you. <laughs> he coming back for the review. Oh, it's going to be a good one. It's night two. Oh, night two. So, it's night two of Great American Bash and Fighter Fest. So, we gave NXT the win last week. So, did Fighter Fest come out swinging? How did, did, did Great American Bash keep the, uh, keep the momentum going? I have to say, both these shows were neck and neck tonight. They oh, had, yes, it was just like neck bones. Yeah, like, it's, it's gonna be all like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the stone. <laughs> I know it gets you throw it all raspy, don't it? Get you throw it all uh, dry and everything. So we, we're going to we're going to review NXT, then we're going to review AEW, and then we're going to see who won overall in night two and who won the overall event. And like I said, because this, this was a neck and neck. This is this is a really hard one for me, but I think I had my answer. So. We're going to start off with NXT Great American Bash Night 2. So, we are here. We're going to get the double uh, the, the winner-take-all championship match at the end of this NXT. So, we, we kick things off with a great opener. Candice LeRae taking on Miriam in a street fight. And you know what I like? Because a lot of wrestlers don't do this. Sometimes, when it's a street fight, I like when they come out in their street clothes. The fight. Yeah, they want to make sense. Yeah. Cause sometimes when they come out like, like, like their wrestling gear, sometimes I'm like, okay, yeah, it's all cool though. But I'm like, when they be like a street fight, I like when they be like. Remember back in 2005, Edge versus Shawn Michaels in a street fight on Raw, and they came out there with yeah. the DX shirt yeah, and, and the Radar Kid shirt, shirt and yeah. the jeans. Yeah, yeah, that's how you have a street fight. So, Chompa used to have those pants on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like. So Mia came out in her butters, her shorts. And her HBIC shirt, ready to scrap. Well, like, uh, well. I mean, is it her is it her gear already? Uh, street fight gear to begin with. Fair, but 
this one was just like, yo, she she stepped out the crib in L.A. Like for real. And Candice LeRae, you know, had her Candice LeRae, you know, ripped shirt on, and then you know, and then I was like, this is what Candice LeRae looked good because I told her, her wrestling gear looks so silly to me. But I like, but but with Candice LeRae's in regular clothes, man, wow, you know. So, uh, they go uh, and then they just come into the ring with the kendo stick shots, you know, pop pop pop, going off at it. Uh, these women are taking some hits. We we get the pile up chair spot. I'm like, oh god, I don't know how I'm gonna like this. They battle towards where the uh stage is at, and there's like this little small platform. Me and Yim is up on there, and then Cancer hits her with the fire extinguisher, old school attitude era. Goes up, uh, beats her down a little bit more, but then Me and Yim kicks Candace off, and then gives her a front drop kick right off the stage through this table. And I'm like, oh, they kind of fooled me a little bit. You say what? I thought she was gonna go up on the ladder. I thought she was gonna go up on the ladder. I, I did. I thought she was gonna the, go up on the, the ladder too. And she she, she fell down to the table. It was like, oh, that shit hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, after she goes she goes to the, uh, the, the table, uh, they can head back to the ring. Uh, they they, they pull out a uh, Candice pulls out a table and lays it across the top rope. And I'm like, okay, that's going to be the platform because I'm about to say I thought. At first, I thought that maybe maybe somebody would go through it. Like Candice LeRae is not above taking that bump. Okay, oh, then, she heard that a million times before. Uh huh. Why she do it here? So then she she, she goes and she dying. goes pulls out more chairs and they pull out the garbage can. Me and him puts the garbage can on Candice LeRae, gives her a big boot, then gives her the uh, Rolling Thunder in the corner or, or, or that Rolling Centine in the corner while her trash can's over her head. Uh, and then uh, the cannonball. See what Kevin Owens be doing the cannonball. Then she has some. Yeah, you have some brass snucks. That's not likely for a face to do that, but she has some brass snucks. And then, oh, but she's from the hood, so it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, she she couldn't get me. And they both climb on the table. Uh, Candice LeRae uh kind of like prized the uh the brass snucks out of her hand on the table. Gives me a shot in the head with the brass snugs. Then gives her spinning neckbreaker uh, finisher off the top rope onto a pile of chairs. Now, I'm not a big fan of the whole chair spot, but when she did that, that looked clean. I was like, oh, that, that it's done. And then Candice LeRae beats me in the street fight. Great opener. Great street fight by these women. Like I said, it wasn't going to be on the Candice LeRae of crazy shit that she, that she usually does. But this is going to be a pretty good uh, street fight. And it was, and Candice LeRae picks up the win here. So I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Your your thoughts? Oh, I thought it was on like net bones. I did good, shake it, quack quack. <laughs> Thank you, Black Snow. No uh, problem, I'm Black Snow. Yeah, uh, they are. They, they both get a uh, ovation. Um, they was on the, the the mat for a long time because I'm like doing a swing and neck break onto them chairs like that. So I got hit with one of them chairs before, and I got hit with the cushion one. That hurts. So imagine with one without the cushion, and it's falling on that. And the way me and you fell on that, like yo, she, she need a minute on that one. Uh, Bronson Reed is taking on Tony Nese. Tony Nese has come out with the uh, Great American Bash gear on. He's kind of taunting Bronson Reed for not having an eight pack, but Bronson Reed has just been playing with him. He goes for Nese goes to like leapfrog over him. He pushes him down, does a senton on him. You know, does the big man little man game. Uh, then hits a clothesline on knees, turns him inside out. Then does a splash on the top. Bronson Reed wins the match against Tony Nese. It was it was a good filler match, to say the least. So I had a problem with it. How about you? Yeah, good filler match. Uh, I didn't really care about this match because there wasn't really 
uh, you know, advertise like that, but possibly got the win anyway, which they can build him up since he's younger than Nice in the sense of NXT standards go. I mean, I like I, I like the thing he did, you know, the match he, in the competition he gave Carry uh, and Cross. So I'm cool with that. We have a video package for uh, Mercedes Martinez, and then Robert Stone comes up and uh, with um, Aaliyah talking to uh, Shazi Blackheart and joining the Robert Stone brand, and then uh, she doesn't want to. And, oh, shucky ducky Shazi. And he he, he he throws the cup and he gets mad. Like nobody turns me down. That he finds out that he tossed on Killian Dane. He gets thrown into the thing and the Shazi Blackheart rolls over Robert Stone's leg. And he was like, "Oh my God, somebody help me! I'm dying!" It, it was it, it was funny. And they, they went to commercial, but he still had the little thing over the screen showing them trying to get the tank off of uh, his foot as the undisputed era is making their way into the building. Which now we get our next match: Isaiah Swerve Scott. Taking on Johnny Gargano, I knew, I knew from jump this was gonna be good. Uh, in the beginning, they are playing with each other. It's kind of like a uh, you're playing like a, a fighting game, and everybody's hitting the reverse button, and you're just like missing all the moves. And it was good because they go to the outside, and then you know they fake each other out that way. Uh, he tries to go super kick. Gargano goes down from the bottom rope. He goes for a clothesline. He does that little fall back on his back and then do a kip up. It was great. So they go and then they uh go back into the ring and then they do uh a little bit more action. Gorgano uh controls the matchup, goes for a Gorgano escape. Uh but Swerve gets out of it, hits a house call but doesn't go doesn't go to pick uh pin Gorgano on time. Uh he has Gorgano the tombstone, Gorgano gets to the ropes, then he turns it into the JML driver, which was nice. Uh Gorgano kicks out and then uh Swerve goes onto the apron to try to, to, to try to jump, but Gorgano swipes Swerve and, and, and uh, takes him on the outside, gives him a poison rana on the floor, and then puts Isaiah in in the ring. That must have hurt. Yeah, and to hit the one final beat DDT for the end. Gorgano picks up the win here. Awesome matchup by these two. It could have gone longer. We could have got more out of it, but obviously we got a lot more things going on here. So Gorgano picks up the win here. Your thoughts? Uh, I'm, of course, they're going to get a lot of pressure, but uh, I still eventually. You know uh, your throat hurts. I'm about to say, you know your throat hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need Isaiah Swerve Scott to win some kind of matches here. Uh, he's very good, and uh, I don't understand why you got to fight the people that, that just happen to have pushes at the moment. Why can't you fight Kevin Grimes and beat him every single week? Oh, because your boy Kevin Grimes got something to do with Damian Priest next week. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's what exactly was happening. Uh, we getting ready for six man tag team matchup as we got the high piece for Tegan Knox. Uh, we got Legado del Fantasma. I guess that's what they calling the group now. Uh, versus Breezango and Drake Maverick. Breezango had a like a Los Doquistador entrance, and Drake oh. Maverick came out to get all serious. I, I it's amazing Drake Maverick's want to get you serious, right? And then they, they all come out. Uh, yeah, it just really don't make no sense. Drake Mary wants to start. Drake wants to just peed on himself in public. Yeah, that's the man, that's the most serious. Just don't make any sense. Uh, the whole matchup is Drake Maverick trying to get uh, Escobar to tag himself in, but he's a very patient guy. And then uh, Van Dangle and Tyler Breeze are taking the brunt of the uh, 
the matchup showing awesome stuff with the uh, with, with the other guys. And uh, Daniel Richard uh, gets to the corner. Uh, S. Rock gets to this to tag in. Hits the hits a couple forearms and everything. And Breeze Zongo take care of the other people. Then he hits Maverick uh, with the uh, Phantom Driver, and then it ends. So Legado del Fantasma take out a beat Breeze Zongo and Drake Maverick. So as he pins Drake Maverick. So obviously this probably this rivalry is not done just yet, but you know, hey, that's what happens. Um, then, I knew it was going to be an easy win. Yeah, uh, I just knew it. Michelle interviews the Gorganos. Uh, they, they both won tonight. Gorgano beat Swerve, and then she beat me in the street fight, and they're the best couple in the world. And then he, uh, you know, he would be challenging Adam Cole tonight if it wasn't for Finn Balor. And then they have, uh, and Cam's like, we got plenty of wrongs to right, so they're going to uh, set some fireworks off on their own. You know, huh? we know what that means. So, uh, we get the debut of Mercedes Martinez versus Santana Garrett. So we already knew. Uh, I don't know why uh, Martinez was getting booed. I thought we was. I thought we, we we was a fan of Mercedes Martinez, but I guess he told. told I guess that she's a big dominant person. They don't like that in NXT. I guess so. So Mercedes Martinez defeated Sink to tend to Garrett with the, with the Fisherman Buster. It wasn't really much enough. It was just a debut to make her look strong. About time that she finally got over there. Uh. Damian Priest cuts the promo on Cameron Grimes that next week they're going to have another match and then when he's done he's going to make sure that uh, everybody is going to know that Grimes is a little bitch. So, they have the whole who's going to win the main event from Mick Foley, from Shawn Michaels, stuff like that and people, uh, you know, make their picks. As we get ready for the main event of Keith Lee taking on Adam Cole uh, North American Championship on the line along with the NXT Championship on the line uh, so this thing is a good back and forth match uh, yeah, yeah yeah good back and forth Keith Lee got some good moves in Adam Cole got some good moves in the whole time I was going shuck a ducky quack quack yeah. it was all on my pocket uh, <laughs> Keith Lee catches uh, Adam Cole, hits a spirit bomb, and that uh, uh, was uh, Adam Cole. And then Adam Cole pulls a Kevin Owens from WrestleMania 33 by getting one finger on the rope. And then oh, Lee, that was a good move there. Then, Not so, to be used often, but when it's used, it's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, they go back and forth. Keith Lee hits a pounce on Cole, one hand spine buster, and then. Uh, he goes for uh, goes for a moonsault, but uh, it's still not over. And then uh, he sets him up for the big bang catastrophe. Cole slips through, hits some super kicks in the midsection, and goes uh, sets him for the last shot. But uh, Lee kicks out, so he goes for a last shot again. But then this time he uh, he he catches Adam Cole and turns it into a. Uh, a spirit bomb. Oh, actually, this is after Adam Cole hit the last shot on Keith Lee, and Keith Lee uh, comes out. He do, he goes he, he goes for the Panama Sunrise. He picks him up, hits a spirit bomb, then a big bank catastrophe, and Keith Lee defeats Adam Cole, and he retains the North American Championship and wins the NXT title. 
Now, hold on, pause on Black Smoke. I want to hear from Prime Time. I want to know what do you think is coming for Keith Lee after this? Yeah. It's coming for either person, of course. So I'm saying, but, do you think that it's going to be like Karrion Cross takes the North American Championship and Keith Lee remains the NXT champion? Nah, he going straight for the NXT championship. So do you think Keith Lee loses the NXT champ? Like he's a, he's a transitional champion. He loses the Karrion Cross, and then he keeps the North American Championship. Maybe I don't know. I initially thought that they was going to give it to Cole just because the office that they built up with Karrion Cross was for. Adam Cole. But Keith Lee did break his clock. Yeah, but I'm saying even before then, they came by and they put the clock in the middle of the ring while Adam Cole was in there saying, your time is up and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I just thought when they did it that well for Adam Cole, they should at least have him be the one that he beat when they, that little spot alone. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree. So, I mean, uh, the confetti comes down, carrying Cross and Scarlet are watching from the Raptors. So, that was NXT for when it comes to their night for Great American Bash. Now, it is time to go over to the competition, which is AEW Fighter Fest Night 2. So, we got a couple. Oh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, gang's all here. We are ready for it. So, uh, we started with, with Night 2 with the uh, a tag team match player. And this is for the AEW World Tag Team Championships because I didn't know they earned a shot at that. But, hey, it's Kenny Omega Hangman Page. Taking on Private Party with Matt Hardy. Private Party, uh, is, uh you mean Matt, you mean Matt Hardy PSAs? Matt, Matt Hardy PSAs. You're absolutely right. Uh, they are, you know, uh, pretty good in this matchup. Even though, like, and once again, these guys always have some good chemistry. Where it goes from tossing each other into uh, the, the German suplexes, so many moves. To go back on, but there was a point where I actually thought that uh, they could actually pick up the win here after uh, Kenny Omega has him up, uh, or Kenny Omega has Isaiah Cassie on his shoulders, does the whole running steamroller, then does the monkey flip to Mark Quinn, and he splashes right on to Isaiah Cassie. I thought that was uh, that that was cool. So, just real quick, I was Mm. watching that that part in particular with my grandma, and he, like he did the roll through, and she was like, "They need a little bit more work. He made, he need to make it look less fake." I said, "What you talking about?" She said, "He, you see how he rolled on his feet." I said, "Yeah." She said, "Yeah, I'm talking about that." Oh wow! I said, "That's, I said, that's a part of the move." She said, oh, "Okay." So, 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 you, you, are you talking about when he monkey flip Mark? When he Quinn? does the you can't escape. When he does the oh. you can't escape, he has yeah. Oh, I got you. Oh I'm man, like, that's, a part, that's a part of the move. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, I, she, she got me a little less vague. Wow. Go ahead, Grandpa. Uh, Edical comes in, power bombs Mark Quinn right on Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, but then Cassidy, uh, they, they fight some more. Uh, Cassidy flips Omega to the apron. Quinn goes up to look for a four fifty, but Paige avoids it, and then uh, Paige goes for the buckshot, but then Cassidy gets underneath him. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, they, they're going back and forth here. And it, uh, it's, it's it's pretty good. We we go for, uh, Pride Party's looking for the gin and juice on Omega. But uh, he hits the V-trigger on Mark Quinn. And Paige Powerhouse catch off the top and then hits the last call. Yeah, that's how I knew it was over. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, that, that that's it. So, 
they they retained the tag team championships. Uh, they they talked about Cody on Hot Ones. I gotta see it because that's why they do. They keep talking about it. Uh, on July, uh, talk about some, the game show on TNT on July 14th. So if you want to see Cody eat super spicy wings? Then keep that in your calendar. Lance Archer's up next with Jake Roberts taking on Joey Janela with Sunny Kiss. So d- d- Lance Archer brought Sunny Kiss down to the match on his shoulders and just threw him into Janela in the ring. I'm like, wait, what happened? And once again, I know that's that's the whole Lance Archer game beating up somebody right before the match uh, uh, starts. Uh, but uh, Joey Janela is, is fighting back, hits a dive kick and dives to the outside on Lance Archer, pulls out a table, sets it up on the outside. And even though it's not a no DQ match, what I thought it was, but uh, Lance Archer is just beating the crap out of Joey Janela. And then he goes and pounces him on the ropes, and the way uh, Joey Janela sold it <laughs> was was great. Uh, it really was. And then, but Janela tried, tried to hit his to come back. He's a DDT on uh, Lance Archer. And then when, when Jay Grau was trying to get into the ring, Sonny Kiss hits a 450 on Lance Archer. And then they go for the pin, but Lance Archer kicks out at two. He tries to go for a, a super kick, but then uh, George Nell goes to the top. Archer grabs him and gives him the blackout off the apron through the table, and he almost didn't get a rotation on Janela. So I was banging his head onto the onto the floor a couple of times to put him inside for the pinfall. Lance Archer beats George Janela, which we knew was going to ha- happen. Yeah, we knew that was going to happen, but we just didn't know how it was going to happen. Yeah, uh, we see Darby Allen at home. You know, you know, jumps off a, a crate into a box of spun. Like I, you know, just he's being awesome at home. So Tony Schiavone's in the ring because he, he we got to talk to Taz and Brian Cage because we're not having that match tonight. Yeah. So he says it's gonna be a monumental moment. All right, Mox. So make sure you're paying attention, Mox. And he says so to defend the AEW champion, Brian Cage. That won't happen until next week. But he is rewarding Brian Cage a championship, and Taz brings back the FTW championship. For those who don't know wrestling, or don't know Taz from ECW, FTW, the Fuck the World Championship. So, uh, he thinks he, Brian Cage is going to fight for the Fallen as a champion already. So I like that. So he hands him the, the championship, and he said, Mox is done for. So, uh... Oh, do you think the championship is going to be in canon? It should be. Cause, I mean, it's Taz's special championship. So as long as we cage with, with with Taz, he should keep it. So, yeah. Then here, here comes the Fury. Here comes the Fury. We get the Young Bucks and FTR versus Butcher, the Blade, and the Lucha Bros. Eight-man tag team matchup. Of course, th- this matchup starts off, you know, a, a, l- a little bit on the slower side. And then... It ramps up. There is just no more tags or nothing. They just go Young Bucks and uh, Lucha Brothers kind of style matchups uh, all the way through. I have to say, there is a spot in this matchup that, like, literally almost scared the, the crap out of me. And uh, oh, I know what spot you're talking about. You know exactly what, what I'm talking about. Uh, that big old Canadian destroyer. Yeah, so they all on the outside follow. We gave him follow spot. Phoenix runs, grabs Matt Jackson, 
gives him a Canadian destroyer over the ropes onto all the guys on the outside. He almost overshoots everybody, and they almost come down on the floor, but they, he ends up uh, getting everybody on there. I'm like, my God, that was crazy. FTR hits a spike pile driver, uh, but Cash is pulled off the apron, and then Nick Jackson helps. So then now we're getting the tag team moves from the Young Bucks and FTR, and then... Oh, I knew this match was going off the rails when I seen one of the FTR hit a super kick. Yeah. I knew it was off the rails at that point. <laughs> Yep, uh, then they also hit a, uh, well, it's not called a, um, uh, God, uh, what, what, what they call the old finishing move? You can call it what you want. No, it's a, it's a joke. It's called a uh, Goodnight Express. The Goodnight Express they call it now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so back inside, uh, Matt Superkick's, uh, that's for accident, allowing the Lucha Bros to hit the, uh, the driver for the win, and then the Butcher and the Blade Lucha Bros win, uh, we see Big Swole arrive at the building. Two people stop her from entering and say she's been uh, she has to, she has to leave. Britt Baker has her suspend, uh, suspended her for kidnapping. One on two handicap match. We see Nala Rose versus Kenzie Page and Killian King. It is. Oh, the funny game, Nala Rose. Nothing gonna matter. Yeah, uh, Nala Rose is there and she starts off and she's a. Uh, she just basically beat the crap out of both both these ladies. She hits a uh, a power bomb on the page. Uh, onto um, she throws King onto Page and pins both of them for the win. So it's not a roll. She gets on the microphone and everybody wants to hear what she has to say. She says, "Action speak louder than words," and her actions speak for themselves. She says she's seen a lot of great wrestlers with managers, so she hired herself one. She's not really tell us who it is. But all the people with managers are champions, so hers will ensure she'll beat Sheeta for the women's championship. Who do you think her manager is going to be? It got to be a legend. Uh, do you think it's a woman's a woman legend or a man legend? I don't know. It could be Jazz. A lot of people talk about her and Jazz together. Uh. Yo, jazz maybe, will be dope. Jazz will be dope. Maybe also Khan could come back and be her manager or something. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Yo, what is? Let's we'll see what happens. Nyla Rose is coming for you. Side note: What is Nyla Rose? Is she like Native American? Is oh, I thought she, <laughs> you. No, I wasn't gonna say that. I'm. Just, I'm not sure. Okay. I think I think she. Oh, I thought she. Oh, I thought she had some black in there. I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, she could. I'm just saying. Is she, she like black, brown, or red? I was like, it's one of them. I was like, I, I don't know what it was. So I was just curious. Uh, thought you were having a Jim Ross moment there for a second. Uh, d- d- no, 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 no. Uh, we see Coco Bennett uh have a massive bruise over his ribs. That's a heavy fence. Fine. So Doctor uh Mister Brody Lee comes in. It's just that he wants him by his side for this. Uh, he'll make sure nothing will happen to him. So we get the Dark Order and Coco Band taking on SCU because Christopher Daniels, if you wouldn't mind saying it for me, the Dark Order sucks. <clears throat> so we have the Dark Order in, in this matchup as the rest of the members of the Dark Order stand on the stage watching the, ma- the match as it progresses. Honestly, I cannot get into Dark Order matches at all. I necessarily do not care about it. 
But uh, Brody Lee hits the Black Hole Slam on Kazarian. Daniels knocks him out the ring for a suicide dive. Dan- Once again, Daniels is that man, 50 plus years old, still still can move. Uh, they go back and forth. Smaller, he can bring back his best gimmick he ever had, which is Curry Man. Stop it. Stop it. He, he, he was suicide for a point, too. He's hot. Mm. Have you seen what they've been doing with Suicide Lady? I have not. I don't think I want to know. His uh, name is Swinger Side. Oh, yeah, no thank you. He comes you. down. Uh, this is clothesline on Daniels and uh, tags and Colt so he can make the pin. The Dark Order and Coco Banner win. Then we don't get a capitalization on that. Cause so, Big, huh? since he's in a dark order, is his name Colt Cabana? It could be. C-U-L-T. I like what you did there. Maybe. I like what you did there. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. It all depends. Black Snow is very clever. Yeah. Uh, then we uh, have Big Swole comes out and have, uh disguise. But she's wearing a COVID mask, as people say. Uh, she, she's arguing with Britt and Gonzalez. And she throws something. I like it. It's like a piece of paper. And she throws it at Baker's face. And I bounce off her face. And then uh, and I hits Britt Baker. And she is just doing this overdramatic screaming. Because Big Swole hit her with a piece of paper. I just thought it was, you know. Heel Britt Baker has been great. So, and she still passes notes to Tony Schiavone. Why he's on commentary. Uh, main event time, since obviously the main event couldn't be Cage and Moxley. We're going with Chris Jericho coming out with Santana and Ortiz uh, versus freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. So I have to say both these guys put on a show here because I think this is probably one of the best matches Orange Cassidy has had in AEW. What would you say? Uh... Right there behind you. His match with Neville was pretty good. I mean, his match with Pac was pretty good, but his match with Jericho was even better. Yeah, I think yeah, this is the one. Like he, he really, he really took uh, Cassidy and Jericho really took each other uh, to the limit. So uh, we we get um, Cassidy. You know, what I'm saying uh, is fighting. They're going back for Chris Jericho, and then uh, he goes uh, for. The, the lion tamer, the old school knee in the back. You know, like, so he crosses over to the bottom ropes, but Jericho drags him back. Then he counts on the inside creator near fall. And then uh, he, he goes by the ropes, and they said, Tantro, some orange juice in his face. Never seen that usually before in wrestling. So he throws orange juice in the face, and then uh, here come the best friends out without Trent's mom and come out there and help out uh, by beating up um, Santana and Ortiz. And then so Jericho hits the uh the cold breaker or what's it called the OC the cold something like that uh the cold breaker but Orange Cassidy kicks out and Jericho he hits a back elbow I thought it was a Judas effect but it's just a regular back elbow looks for another line table uh, a line salt but then nobody's home and then Cassidy hits the Michinoku driver for a near fall so I was like who is really going to take this matchup. As he trades shots, uh, Cassie hits the um, the, the Slum Dog Millionaire by Total World, the DDT. Oh, excuse me, the uh, the the Stun Dog Millionaire. I think they call it. Uh, yes, it's a Total World Stunner. Yeah. Yes. Then hits the Total World DDT. Near fall, he goes for a Superman punch, but Jericho hits the Judas Effect for the win. Chris Jericho wins, beats Orange Cassidy, 
And that was the end of Fighter Fest Night 2. So, I'm telling you, they went neck and neck at, t- at tonight's show. So, I have to ask you, who wins for tonight? AEW or NXT? I'm sorry with you. I'm going to go and say AEW Dynamite. Okay. They just did. They just did real good, in my opinion. I just thought a lot of things were were just better in my opinion. You know, the street fight was very good. And Adam Cole and Keith Lee match was very good, but those were the only two things in that in the uh Gargano match, but I don't know, I just feel like this one's Cassidy match was just incredible. I thought um it, it was a very, very close uh battle between these two uh shows. And I, I I'm trying to be fair and not give it a neutral grade like like they both won. I, I gotta try. To, I gotta find a way to see who won here. But uh, I think I'm going to go. Uh, I don't know which way to go because NXT and that Keith Lee moment was great, along with the the debut of Mercedes Martinez and then uh, Swerve Scott Gorgano. And then me, him, in the street. Oh, they both had the same amount of good things, and then uh, some boring, like some boring things. Also, I think I want to give it to. I think I got to give it to NXT. I think I got to give it to NXT. Oh, I think Great American Bash beat Fighter Fest both nights. I'm sorry, look, because. That main event with the Keith Lee and Adam Cole thing. Look, Orange Cassidy and Jericho was good too, but there's nothing on the line for that other than pride. This one, everything was really on the line. That street fight started out great. So did the tag team title matches, but you already knew Private Party wasn't going to win that one. And he, the dumb lum ladies killed each other in that street fight. Gorgano and Swerve was easier to follow because you knew with that eight-man tag, this was going to be a clusterfuck. It was great spots, but, but it, it, the match was what it was. The, the whole I like the Taz promo you know the whole Nala Rose thing you know uh, her getting the manager and stuff like that but uh, I'm, I'm just saying I think NXT had the good stuff and they had Mercedes Martinez debut NXT gets the win for me Great American Badge has beat Fighter Fest but you guys can also post out in the comments who you thought won when it came to the Wednesday Night War so next week is Fight for the Fallen for uh, AEW and regular NXT also, so we're going to see what the, the ratings has. Since we're recording this way earlier than we usually do, we're going to see what the, the ratings has to bring. But that was the Wednesday Night War, guys. You guys can listen. To, uh, make sure you listen to this on, on YouTube and then you get the full show. Listen to it on the No, uh, the no Gimmick Scene of Wrestling Podcast, obviously. So uh, it's Mr. A&E and the Prime Time. We're going we're, we're gonna to move on uh, with the rest of the show as you guys hear later on. Alright guys, so that was uh, the Wednesday Night War uh, Prime is going to lie I know his throat hurt So ah, Shout out to my boy Keith Lee it's... I'm Black Snow <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, time to end the podcast guys uh, That's basically all we have for this week Like I said, very short, sweet, to the point You know what I'm saying So uh, it was oh, all, yeah. uh, all good I appreciate you guys Coming out, make sure you guys check out spacesphilly.com, the press company we are a part of. Check out all the great podcasts they have there. Uh, the Nerdgast, oh, excuse me, uh, the Little and Pop, Little and Pop Horror Show, both sides and Market Dark Show. And check out the podcasts we have on there as well. The No Gimmicks Need a Wrestling Podcast, 
Nerdgas and Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, Drunk Dogs, Sober Tongues, Ballers Lounge, and the Soon to Coming Man Talk Podcast. And make sure you guys also check out the com, where you can find our Nerd Coalition merch on there, uh, NC logo with the Shazam, NC logo, uh, retro logo, and the No Gimme Seat of Wrestling logo. You also can find my man Q Flow's album, The War Drum, on there as well, and all the Q Flow layover merch. And make sure you check us out on all the, spot, uh, the podcast apps, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all that great stuff. And make sure you check out my man Primetime on the Prime Receptor Podcast on all those podcasts as well, where you know uh, he does all his great content on there as well. I can't wait to be invited back onto your show. Of course, yeah, of course. Whatever topic you do, I mean, we can talk more nostalgic topic. I got plenty more things to that we can talk. Why did I have a power range show on your on your nostalgic podcast? I just thought about that. Uh, I will have one soon. I just I got I got to find the right topic of, of stuff I want to talk about. I want to talk about everything at once. I got you. I'm just saying, you know, if a topic is about a certain somebody, I'm, I got you. Of course. I call Black Snow first. Let me stop. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, check check out his stuff and everything like that. And then uh, there we go. So thanks again, fellas. So once again, this is NC and place to be. Chill, trying to stay in D. Not Deion Sanders for prime time. All right, me and Black Snow out. And then uh, the man of the reality, Q Flow, Flow the rookie. All right, man. Y'all take it easy. All right. Just real. You, you had to get that out there, did you? <laughs> and, <laughs> Q-Flow, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be a sense. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. 